welcome back to another rendition of Without Apology. It's your boy, Isaac Bogue. With me, as always, Stephen S. Gamoff, J. Gamoff. A. Yeah. A. 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 Gamoff. It's A. Adam. It's A. But, yeah. Uh, River Danger Harder. Mm. Um, yeah, good to see you. Welcome back. Mm -hmm. Guys, we have lots yes. of sweet merchandise out there. We actually do. I don't know if you've heard of this or seen these, but we have custom embroidered um, crewnecks, soon to be hoodies. And T-shirts and socks. Mm. That's a hype. We have thing. socks. Nike that's a hype thing. Without apology, yeah. socks. That's a hype thing. I'm getting those. I'm definitely getting. <laughs> we those. also have uh, comfort color printed T-shirts, which are sick. Yeah, like, they're absolutely nice. Absolutely sick. Yeah. They're nice. We're gonna be putting a promo out there later, so you should definitely check that out. With more to um, come. If you're looking to support us, this is how we support ourselves. We lose uh, a decent chunk of cash every month just trying to make this podcast. Yeah. Um, I, as you guys know, we don't do sponsors or anything like that. Yeah. Um, because sometimes they're like, "Hey, talk about CBD," and and uh, this the things we don't want to talk about. <laughs> we're like, yes. "No, that's okay." Um, but yeah, so we lose money. So if you're looking <laughs> to support us in our ways, buying merchandise is how we're trying to break even. We're not yeah. making profit. We're not in it for the money, uh, only the fame. Just kidding. Wow. But we're just That's trying to even, and the way we tape. do that is by selling merchandise, and we also accept donations. This is true. Not our, sure. not our fame, Christ's fame. Anyways. Yes, Spare change, like, uh, please. Me right. too. Spare change. We are starting a three-week series of testimonies. Mm -hmm. We were like, hey, what's, uh, what's something cool we can do? And we're like, hey, we all have a testimony. Why don't we talk about that? And we're there like, hey, it took us like almost 40 episodes to talk about it. Yeah. But, you know, here we are. So, the one and the only River, have you seen my tattoo harder, <laughs> is going to be kicking us off. Right. By sharing his testimony. So, yeah, River. All right. Um, I'm going to be reading from my uh, my laptop a little bit. And I'll probably add some more things that to make it like more real. Um, again, this is like a testimonies are a big deal because it's like how I became who I am, Isaac, how he became who he was, and Stephen, how he became who he is today. And um, I just want you guys to take a moment and like understand that we are all going to be super vulnerable, super open, super real. Like everyone has a story and every part of it matters because it's what made you to be who you are today. And I, I'm going to do my three minute version. Uh, and then we're going to go into some questions. I'll add some more details and we'll talk about some scripture that kind of brought me some peace and clarity. All right. <clears throat> oh, yeah. All right. So my faith journey would have begun when I was born. My family was in the church. My dad was a pastor. My mom was running child care within the church. Um, and I accepted Christ into my heart when I was five years old with my mom. And really, I had no idea what that meant. Uh, I kind of just wanted to do it because I thought it would make her happy kind of a thing. But like, I don't know. I was in the church and I just knew enough to like make my way. And uh, frankly, I didn't care about faith or God or really Jesus all that much. I just knew enough to say the right thing at the right time at church on Sundays. In my life at that time, I was leaning into soccer, popularity, porn, and other idols and outlets because I was severely depressed and anxious um, anxious from the time of like 10 to like 15. And actually, I still struggle with anxiety to this day um, because I was taught all these things at church that I just couldn't seem to live up to. Um, and so what's the point in following something you can't do? I have four amazing siblings, uh, all brothers, three older and one younger, and I would always compare myself to them. And they always looked like they were just so perfect and level-headed, and each one of them was on a path to do great things, and I didn't think I was very much of anything or worth anything. And I had a, a lot of suicidal thoughts, and one day I was home all alone. 
And when no one else was supposed to be home, I was 14. I had been questioning my purpose and identity. Um, I had no idea why I should be trying anything. My goals all seemed impossible or unachievable because I thought the only way to ever get anywhere was to achieve things. And I remember thinking of the multiple ways I could have killed myself sitting there on the floor alone. I'm like, I could drink bleach or I could stab myself or shoot myself. And ultimately, I didn't really want to die. But I also hated being unable to do anything that brought real weight or value to my life. And I would come to this earth and not make a dent. And when I leave, whether it's today or in 60 years, I'll barely make a dent. Nothing I can do will be remembered. And sitting there on the floor by my bed, I laid my last card down. And I prayed that uh, the God that I was taught could hear me wherever and whenever uh, I yelled, Hey, God, if you're actually out there and can make a difference, prove it. If you can hear me and can do something great, do it. I had never felt so alone and isolated, and uh, I, I was just sobbing. And a few, not 30 seconds later, um, uh, my older brother, Sky, he's the second oldest. There's Jonathan, uh, Sky, Christian, and Sam. I'll talk about them in a little bit. But Sky, he walked in, and he wasn't supposed to be home. He was at Akron playing soccer, and he'd come by every few months his freshman year. So I hadn't seen him very much. And he picked that day and that time to stop by, and he he heard my shout, <laughs> and it's godsend because he walked in, and instead of this disappointed Jesus, this disappointed God, he came in and showed me something more like a friend. He showed me someone who cared. For me, he provided for me, and he loves me just the way I am, something so much greater than I thought he could possibly have been. He, I didn't just make the changes. I, like, I, just, I just didn't change like right then. I, I had to like... I heard I heard the good news, and I received it, and I, I I couldn't change everything I was going through at that time. It was took me years to to even figure out. Like I'm still figuring out stuff, like with my anxiety, my depression. It still leads me to fall all the time. And um, gosh, it's it's but it's like I've come so far, and I'm just have so much hope in just God. So. I just have someone who's in it for me. All I had to do was let him in one time and he took over. And he is the one that guides my steps. And he is the one who conquers the sin I do. And he bears it on that cross. And his name is Jesus Christ. And that's kind of how I got to, I guess, through my 17-year-old age. I'm going to talk to you through the last few years as well. I'm 20 currently. So it's been three years since I, like, since I, no, I accepted Christ when I was 15. But it took me two years to really make a lot of change. And it took me... From 17, all right, I realized I was at Momentum Youth Conference, and Isaac was there. Yeah. And uh, Stephen, were you? No, no, no. You were the, no, 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 no. But um, I, uh, it was the last day, and God had been really working on my heart. I was finally like kind of making headway, um, trying to figure out a lot of things. I really wanted to be an architect or an engineer or a lot of things that I thought would maybe make some money. I wanted to build something ultimately that would last. <laughs> um, I thought that would be kind of cool. And I could go by, I'm like, hey, I did that, or whatever. And then I was standing there on like one of the very tippy-top rows with Isaac and all my guy, all of the all the boys at Momentum, which is a youth conference that was in Indiana Wesson. And Jeff Bogue, he was speaking uh, about ministry and what that looks like. And I, like at that time, I was like, all right, ministry's kind of cool, but I don't think I want to do it. There's no money. Um, <laughs> for, for real, can't confirm. I make... No money. Anyways, but uh, he's like, hey, it's hard, but you're going to take a hit and all of that. Like, that's just how it is. It's a, and Jeff always says now, like, I listen to him. He's like, 
uh, ministry is a great way to live, a horrible way to make a living. And I was like, I don't want that at all. I'm not doing that. And I remember sitting up there all the way at the top with Isaac and a few others. And then he's like, hey, if you're like feeling called into ministry, I want you to come down here uh, to the stage and we're going to pray over you guys. And uh, we're going to just kind of let God work in your hearts and yeah, just be with you. And we're going to see everyone come together. And I was like, there's no way I'm going down there. And then I saw this one tiny little girl walk all the way up all by herself, just sobbing. And I don't know. I was like, why would she do that? That's so dumb. You're not going to get anywhere with this. And then not four seconds later, I felt just this, like, I can't even describe it. There's like something in my heart just like rushing through me. I'm like, just, I immediately stood up and I got to the stairs as fast as possible. And I found myself all the way at the bottom, just sobbing my, my absolute heart out crying. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how did I get down here? I'm here though. And I'm like, I need to serve God. That's all I can do. That's the only thing that's going to like bring any glory in this world. And it's like, ultimately I'm going to leave this world with nothing. And if I'm going to do anything, I want to do it for him. And obviously you can do anything for God. You can, you can like, it's not just ministry. There's ultimate, like there's, there's so many different options you can do. But I was like, this is where I feel like I need to be. And I was down there and this is the fastest prayer that's ever been answered aside from like the day I was saved. I was like, God, (laughs) I'm here and I'm yours and I'm going to be used by you. But I don't want to do this alone. I don't want to do this with people like with like just anyone I don't know. Please like let people into my life right now that's like gonna be with it through me. And lo and behold, eight seconds later, Isaac Bogue <laughs> comes down also sobbing. And I was like, oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> Let's go. And then Vinny Fisher trails Isaac and he's just holding us and he's he's crying with us saying, Hey, I love you guys. So proud of you. Vinny's one of our our life group leaders that we had going through high school. He's he's awesome. <laughs> but um that was kind of where my heart was in that year going to my junior year. I started uh, dating a girl. She's she's very she was very sweet, um, super awesome relationship. Not nothing really crazy. We just kind of both like our lives just went different ways. Um, uh, when I turned about, I was nineteen, turning twenty. It was in March of twenty twenty when COVID started. We broke up and it was all fine. But basically, both of us were just not in like great spots anyways with like our mentalities because of like COVID hit and everyone was isolated. Everyone was alone. Everyone was doubting everything all the time. And that kind of rocked me in my faith. Cause like up until that point, I was like, okay, this girl is kind of like guiding me through this. She's here for me and she's pushing me in my faith and she's for me going to ministry. That's kind of cool. Um, uh, and nothing bad about her. She was actually amazing today and I'm glad she's part of my story. But, um, we broke up and that was really hard for me. I remember I was heartbroken. We dated for two years, uh, 17 to 20. No, no, wait, end of, I was 18 or 17. I was 19, I think. Anyways, I was 19. I just turned 20. Oh, until I was 19. I'm now 20. Anyways, so dated for almost two years about, and then I was like heartbroken, you know, all the sad emotions in the sky. Uh, came to me again <laughs> at another low point. He's like, hey, Riv, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm okay. I feel like I just got hit in the face with a bat and I'm down, but I'll get up in a little bit. And he's like, what if you aren't down? <laughs> and he com- he shows me the armor of God, uh, which is like through Ephesians uh, 6. And he's like, hey, what if you realize, you, re- uh, you realize that this is actually a cosmic battle, like that's for your soul. And the devil used any and every opportunity to get at you. 
And this is a time where you're going to be hurt, you're sad, and you're feeling lonely again. But what if you came out of this stronger? What if you took this opportunity to grow even more? What if you took this opportunity to seize onto Christ and cling to him with all that you are and completely depend on him for everything you need? And at that moment in time, I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. That sounds like a great idea. Like he showed me like, you know, it's like, you're going to put on the, the breastplate of righteousness and you're going to have the sword of truth and blah, blah, blah. like you're going to go out there and you're going to take it on. You know, you're going to do it for his glory because ultimately you have nothing in this world, only Christ. Anyways, but he kind of redirected me again to run after God. And I remember I saw the most spiritual growth in me from the time of March 2020 to like had to be August going into October. And somewhere along that point, like I had, I was like starting to feel passionate about so many things. I was so on fire for Jesus. And I remember I came home crying from work. I used to work as like a, a janitor or a housekeeper in a hospital. I came home crying. Yeah. At, at like 1 a.m. No, 1230 in the morning. And I was sobbing in my car. I'm like, I just, I blew an opportunity, a no brainer moment to talk to someone about Christ. And I called Steven and I was like, Hey man, I'm so angry at myself right now. And I want to do everything that we can do to make Christ known. What do you think about a podcast? <laughs> and it's like, well, I don't know much about podcasts. <laughs> I don't know how to get that done. I'm like, Hey, I know a guy. We can try Isaac. <laughs> he might know things. Who also knows nothing about podcasts, but together we might be able to sort it out. And um, I don't know, God just kind of guided us all for the last couple of months. Um, and he's just shown each of us, like, he's made us close, like, a, like just brothers that we are, you know. Like, Isaac's seen me through the worst of it. Steven's seen me through the worst of it. Not, like, two months ago, I was sobbing after a group. And they're like, bro, what the heck is wrong? Let's just pray together. It was the most intense prayer I've probably gone through, the most real prayer I've gone through. Like, like I was like, God, I'm angry. Like, God, like, these are my brothers, and they're with me, and they're they're standing before you with me too. But, like, let's see some real change. And, like, they're that kind of close, people who drop everything to be there with me. But basically, if I can water down all of that to a few things, two or three, two or three things, um, Anxiety, I've been through it. Depression, I've had it. And I've been through it. I'm still struggling with it. And anxiety as well. Um, I had a lot of outlets. Sports, porn, relationships, friends, popularity. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is Christ, who he is, um, and making him your king. And not just that, but owning a relationship with him. You can say the words and you can accept him. But it's your job to chase him. It's your job to own your faith. It's your job to run after him with everything you have and to surrender all that you are to all that he is to make his name great. So that's kind of what I have for you. Um, That's my testimony. This is how I am who I am. I'm opening up to Isaac and Steve for questions and I'm answering them. Yes, hand claps. Thanks, guys. Whatever that People do that now too, right? I don't know. The snaps and stuff. That's poetry, right? That's poetry. Well, thank you, River. You yeah. wonderful, wonderful man. But um, so here's – I always love um, testimonies where uh, – and this is actually what I found a lot of people's uh, testimonies. I don't want to chunk everyone into a group because that's not exactly good. But um, what made you um, discover that instead of like a, like a finger-waving or like a condemning um, God, a disappointed God – uh, that perspective. What changed that into the loving God, the 
the um, merciful God and, and that kind of perspective? What changed with that? Honestly, I'm going to pull this mic close to me. Um, so from this disappointed God, well, I was so consumed in sin at that point, right? And like, obviously we all are. Like, if you're listening to this, you're a sinner, okay? <laughs> Unlucky. But, um, but like, we live in a fallen world, and I was like, I didn't realize that people weren't perfect, you know? Like, I'm going to talk a little bit about my brothers real quick. So, Jonathan, I always thought he was naturally gifted at everything. He can just go at it, and within 15 minutes, he'll be one of the best at it um, in the room. Like, he's always been like that. Sky, just amazing always there for me always loving to me he's one of the most competitive people you'll ever meet also one of the most athletic people you ever meet and just able to do anything he's also extremely witty and smart and you got christian who's this huge guy with a beard and a bun who well he used to have a bun now he's just he's i miss the bun too he uh he's just always the smartest he's always been one of the smartest people i've known um and super quiet and super intimidating for that you know like dang he's smart but he's being quiet like why would you do that it's mysterious and like also super athletic and then my younger brother sam i call him swiss um he has the most potential i've ever seen in any singular individual um i'm not gonna like that's not just (laughs) i'm sorry like that's like and i like i brag about sam i love him so much like that's my little brother like i'm immensely proud of him um he (laughs) <laughs> that's an absurd that, was, that, that was wasn't abs- that was sorry. that was hilarious. the <laughs> most potential i've ever seen any single human being anyways but like sure. no but like sure. i don't know a lot of people who are just like as athletic as him like i don't know a lot of athletes like sam i don't know a lot of people who are smart and logical as sam like he'll just like no this makes sense you do this and then you do this and you do this and then this is without sam harder you know and then he plays like eight instruments like dang he's like great you know like he's gonna go wherever he wants and do whatever he wants and i'm shocked anyways and then i always felt like i had nothing i thought i had brought nothing to the table and again like they're great they are they're not really all that if you be honest like they're sinners and they've got their problems too but like in my mind when i was 14 to, to six to 15, 16, like I didn't see it that way. I was like, dang, they're perfect. And they've got it together. And they, 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 they're going to judge me. And God, God probably is going to judge me for like struggling with the things I struggle with for like not being able to get over my own depression and anxiety. And then sky is, he showed me just like who Jesus really was. He's like, no, 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 no river. He doesn't care that you can't get your act together. He doesn't care about that. He's not someone who's coming to condemn you. He's coming to save you. It's like, for God so loved the world, he sent his one and only son so that every, whoever believes in him can have eternal life, can be with him. And then 17, Jeff Bogue, he always emphasizes 17, for he did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. And I'm in the world. He came to save me, not to condemn me. He loves me. He's not angry. He's angry at my sin. He's upset that it's killing me, but he loves me deeply and intimately. He knows me and he formed me. So those are, that's like, that's like the the thing I needed to to get it to click, and um, there's another verse that I'm gonna go through in Isaiah about that. Um, it's Isaiah 43. 
But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When they, when you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, people in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not hold, do not withhold. Bring my son, sons from afar, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I have formed and made. Bring out the people who are blind yet have eyes, and who are deaf yet have ears. All the nations gathered together, all the and the peoples assemble. Who among them can declare this and show us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to prove them right, and let the let them hear and say it is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord. And that's like one through ten for forty three. And like obviously, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things directed at Israel, but there's a lot of f- hope for the future. And it's like I am also created for His glory, informed and, and made by Him. And he knows me intimately, not just there, but like it's all throughout scripture. And it's like, I'm a part of, I'm a part of that holy family now because Jesus died for me. He took that ransom on the cross, right? He ransomed me. He died for me, made me his. So now I'm his son. I'm God's son. Therefore, I'm a part of that family. And it's like, whoa, (laughs) that means I have, that means because I'm made in the image of God and I'm part of that family, I have inherent worth, value, honor, and integrity as his child. Which is crazy. Yeah. And so that's what I needed to understand that mercy complex, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't deserve this. And I don't, truthfully. Yeah. The, I, I have to say, after reading the Bible for these three wonderful years, um, the one thing that I love about it so much is it, it's, it's a great read, first off. It's a, I'd, I'd give it a 10 out of 10 on like, what, what's like a common book rating thing? Whatever it is. I'll give it a 10. Out of 10. I'll give it five stars. There we go. I'll give it five, five stars in the Google review. There you go. That's what I'll give it. All right. um, but... It always seems to like whatever your mind thinks is the greatest thing that or the the most caring and loving thing that Jesus could ever say about you or that God can say about you. All of a sudden, here comes the prophet Isaiah listing about 10 different things that God will do to come make sure that you are known, that you are loved, that you are cared for, that you are known that you're being chased after mm-hmm. in a most positive way possible, of course. Yeah. It's like whatever the whatever you think like in your little human like like little tiny brain, right? Whatever it is, mm-hmm. can think of. God and the Bible and Jesus just blow that proportion out the window with these like insanely large scale things. Yeah. And so, dude, I think that it's it's super cool that someone was able to to give you that like blown up perspective in a way that did blow your mind so much as you were just like, well, then this just has to be what I chase after now. Yeah. This just has to be it. I mean, look at what he's doing. Like, look at what he's willing to do for me. Like, Because ultimately... You, Ultimately, there's nothing else you can do. Like, like there's no greater purpose. Like, if you're looking for a purpose, if you're looking for an identity, if you're looking for, like, an origin, a start, if you're looking for, like, what's the word we use for, like, the end times? Like, uh, there's, like, origin, meaning, morality, morality, destiny. and destiny. If you're looking for those things, you find it here. Like, and there's not a lot to like, you know, there's people who say, oh, but what about this? No, like this is like indisputable. 
You know, like there's like you'll you'll argue about the Bible, but it is the it's so rare. Like you have a book that has thousands of years of writing that all correlates and connects. And not only that, but earth, the earth alone, science proves it mm-hmm. multiple times in multiple different ways. And like, anyways, I'm not going to get into that. It's a whole other episode. Yeah. But um, it's just like, there's nothing greater than this. Yeah. And to see like miracles put out, another thing I want to talk about, miracles. Like my life, <laughs> my life and my story is a miracle. Mm-hmm. The fact that I was called by God and chosen by God and like we all had the opportunity to know him is a miracle. Beyond, beyond blown away with that. Isaac, do you have any questions? No. no. I think I, I will say this. I do think it's crazy. Like people love to discuss the idea of miracles. Miracles is one of those things that people always get tied up on when they're talking about, should I believe in God? Should, did he really do this? Like, is Jesus really able to do this? Or yes. um, if God loves me, then why has he performed this miracle in my life or something like that? Well, a miracle is pretty much anything that you can't explain by natural causes. So that'd be science if you want to make that argument or science. anything of just, if you were happen to say coincidence, right? If someone wants to make that argument, um, it's, it's anything that can't be explained by those two things that you literally have nothing else what to say by, or, or by like just basically science pretty much is what you could say. Natural causes. God is a natural cause. <laughs> well, this is from the perspective that this is from the perspective God of is- somebody who, is looking at just the word miracle. Like I would argue, right, that a miracle, really the natural cause, right? This is a whole other is, Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But basically what I'm trying to say is this, is that these little small things that, that you hear about all the time, like the, those are miracles. Like the fact that River's heart was revealed, this love, and that that was accepted. Thank the Holy Spirit for that, right? But that that was revealed to him and that was given to him. That is a miracle. Yeah. Like that in and of itself is a miracle. Just like it is for all three of us sitting at this table, all the people out there who are listening. It's a miracle. Yeah. And it's 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 just incredible. God's gift is yeah. a miracle. Yeah. yeah. Opportunity for salvation is a miracle. Yeah. All right. I have one last thing unless you guys have something else for me. And let... We got like 20 seconds. Yeah. All right. Last thing to leave with, Jesus will always accept me. It's not about does he love me or not. It is about whether or not I will pick him. What is my idol? What are the decisions and habits that I have that go against what Jesus wants for me? I need to decide to change and ask God to alter my heart. You need to choose God and follow him with all that you are. That's all I got. Without apology. River, very good. Thank you for being vulnerable. Yep. Uh, really appreciate that. Do you guys have any questions about River's testimony? Or any questions at all? I guess we have to have an episode on miracles now. Yeah, apparently. Yep. That's a good That's yeah. But yeah, we'll, be, we'll get on that ASAP as possible. Um, check out all of our merch and make sure to subscribe to us on everything. Yep. Everything. All the things. YouTube is also really cool. Yeah. Because stuff happens there, and Instagram is really cool. It's true. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're praying for you. Make sure to follow God without apology. Peace.